0: one of the things that I've seen happen in the last five years is more of a distinction between what sales enablement and what sales operations and that's something we had to do at Turnitin as well to be more clear on that and and what sales operations was responsible for I've also seen a trend of, of sales operations now being called revenue operations which I think is great and it really, matches the role more to what we're doing and what we're helping with and helps us think beyond just sales.
1: This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in Sales Ops Onto the show to deconstruct the what, why, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by EFSA, a revenue intelligence platform used to identify risk in the pipeline and score customer engagement, and is sponsored by the Global Sales Operations Association and the UK Revenue Operations Network. And welcome to another very special episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. Today, we're joined by Susan Metz, who is the Senior Manager of Sales Operations at Turnitin. Susan, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me.
1: Now, I'm super excited about this discussion because I think we have somebody on the show who's a bit more, um, I don't want to say broad, but maybe more expansive experience than other people we have on, right, Susan? Because I understand you have experience in uh, leadership positions in sales and marketing, but you also have the Salesforce admin qualification. Um, First of all, was I correct in those assumptions? Um,
0: Yes. Um, Originally, my experience, of 10 years of experience in sort of corporate training, especially um, with the Google Apps suite. So I got to travel around the country and help different uh, businesses and cities and organizations adopt Google Apps.
1: Amazing. And that, I assume, helps, has helped you uh, with your experience training sales reps?
0: Yes, it it has. I think, um, as we know, sales reps have somewhat limited attention span, as they should. They have other things to worry about. So I think it helped uh Make my trainings more uh, entertaining and uh, focused, Um, and especially nowadays with all the different technologies we use in sales operations, we have to do a lot of training.
1: For sure, but let's. um, I want to ask about the time in which you first moved into like a formal sales ops role. When was this, and why did that happen?
0: Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I was working in corporate training and then I started doing some some marketing and I was carrying a bag as a salesperson. Um, And then I had two children and it made it much more difficult to do that type of traveling and also to work some of the hours that a salesperson has to work. I had always been interested in Salesforce, and I had, there's always that person who's really into Salesforce and customizing it and setting it up. So I decided to get my admin credential as well as my Pardot certification. And that was very helpful because it then opened up a lot of roles to me um, that involved remote work. Um, more flexible in more flexible schedules and less travel, so it's really based on on lifestyle. Um, I did also take a look at uh, some of the published salaries for Salesforce admins and architects, and that helped incentivize me as well.
1: For sure, and, and how long ago was this?
0: This would have been five years ago.
1: Awesome. And so then the, the the role you're currently in at Turnitin, oh, that was the first like formal sales ops role that you've been in.
0: That's right. Yeah. I started as a CRM analyst and then became sales ops manager in um, North America. And then it became more of a global company. We had two separate sales teams we merged. And so now it's a a global sales operations management role.
1: Amazing. Could you break down the size of the sales team and the size of the sales ops function
0: just so we get some context? Yes. Um, Well, I I would have said if you had asked me three months ago how large we were, I would have said somewhere around 150. But we have had three acquisitions just in the last 18 months. Oh, wow. Um, And so our sales team is now closer to 200. Uh, 250 people. Um, When you look at account executives, account managers, account executives, account managers, SDRs, regional marketing, professional services, product overlays, and management, that's all in the sales group. So now we are um, about 250. There are eight different teams six of them being regional teams um, and two of them being product-based. Um, and our sales operations team is five people. So, that, so we have people who were a central team. And I think that's really important because as the company grows and we acquire more companies, being able to have central policies and everyone being on the same page, saying the same thing is important. However, we're regionally based. So we have somebody in LATAM, South Asia, the Philippines, um, and EMEA. I should say the, the EMEA team has five additional people as well. So it's actually 10. Um, and those individuals were in the offices with the sales reps. Now they're remote, but they they know the sales team cultures there. They attend the regional meetings, the regional events. So they're well-versed in being able to support those regional teams, yet they report into me into a global function.
1: Got it. What was the, the impact of those acquisitions on the sales ops function? I guess maybe you brought in resources into your team, but what was the biggest, I guess, challenge with incorporating these other, I assume, Salesforce Instances in, into yours. Like how did the sales ops, your sales ops team, deal with these acquisitions?
0: Well, we're still in the middle of it, I would say. Um, so we uh, we've we've, been, we've come together as a global team in in some ways, uh, but in some ways, we're still in the process of coming together. Um, I'd say the most significant thing is that uh, we now have two Salesforce instances, one Zoho instance, and I want to say four HubSpots and one Pardot. So it's a lot of systems. But before it was four Salesforce instances, we got down to two um, and five HubSpots. But I would say the, the impact is... Is, a lot, is mostly around people working in different systems and trying to move everybody into the same system while keeping the ship running at the same time. People still need access to their CRM. And also building our Salesforce instance to be able to handle these additional sales processes and record types um, and languages and currencies. So it's <laughs> I think i'll I'll have more of a retrospective when we're we're all done. Um, we're sort of in the middle of it. what what I will say is we did a very successful integration when we acquired a company called GradeScope that does online assessment using artificial intelligence. Um, we had time to do a lot of planning, so being able to, match their data to our data, their sales process to our sales process. They had a smaller team, so not as many people to train. Um, And we were very specific around cutoff dates and sticking to those dates of when we were going to move from one system to the next system. Um, Because they were already using Salesforce, it made it easier. But we have a team coming from Zoho, and that's a... Totally different tool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds it's making me stressed just listening to this. I'm I'm, Jake. I'm I'm sure it's fine.
0: (laughs) Uh, But it's it's fun. It's interesting. We are never bored. It's a great learning experience, Um, and we've been able to build out our sales operations team with uh, the acquisition. So, brought in some really great people through that.
1: Of course, what has been though? I think you this role for between four and five years now. What has the progression been like in the in the sales ops world? I think you mentioned you joined as a CRM analyst. Where did you go to next? And then now we're obviously the senior sales ops manager. Um, wh- what happens next after the senior right. sales ops manager? I just want to understand like the career journey for a sales ops person within yeah. a company over five to ten years.
0: So my experience is is five years ago, six years ago, there was a lot of overlap between sales operations and sales enablement. And one of the things that I've seen happen in the last five years is uh, more of a distinction between what sales enablement and what sales operations. Um, And that's something we had to do at Turnitin as well to be more clear on that and, and what sales operations was responsible for. I've also seen a trend of, of sales operations now being called revenue operations, um, which I think is great. And it really matches the role more to uh, what we're doing and what we're helping with and helps, helps us think beyond just sales. Um, I think that there's still a question in in, in many companies and even at Turnitin, where revenue operations sits—is it with finance? Is it with sales? Is it somewhere else? Um, and it's important. That's really important where it sits because when you're in the end, when you're making decisions, are you making them from a the finance perspective, from the sales perspective, from a customer success or IT perspective? I really think that revenue operations does belong within. The sales org, um, but uh, the partnerships between marketing and finance um, and IT and systems are so crucial for this role. I think looking next for me, um, it, I'm I'm <laughs> maybe some people <laughs> wouldn't use this word, but I'm pretty like thrilled to be doing what I'm doing now it's it's been an amazing experience to get to work with these acquisitions and a growing company going from 400 to 900 and um, that all the different cultures and locations um, getting to know those those different uh, teams and how they work um, has been great so I think I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing I really want to see this. Uh, project through to see what it looks like when you go from five hub spots and three sales forces and one Zoho to one system.
1: It makes total sense. It's going to be a massive challenge, but also adding massive value to the business. If that migration, if that condensation, maybe that's not the right word, goes well, then the impact it has on the company will be massive. Um, aside from the migration of all these different serums coming together after the acquisitions, what else is the sales ops function alternative focused on for the rest of 2021?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we are... Uh, I'll share one thing that I think might be interesting to um, your listeners is that we just completed a, a high spot migration. So our new sales enablement platform is High Spot. We went from a tool called Velo, which doesn't really exist anymore, to High Spot um, and so that is where we are storing all of our customer-facing collateral and our internal collateral battle cards, data sheets. And it is also our sales LMS where we're doing providing all the learning paths and training and product certification. Um, we put a, a lot of work into the architecture of the system, which I think was worth putting the time in, the planning time. And now our users have been in the system for a few weeks. So we're really just focused on building that excitement, building the adoption, getting a return on investment um, on that tool. So also for the rest of the year, we are really looking at our at data cleaning. Um, as you can imagine, with the integration, we've got a lot of data, so a lot of deduplication, um, a lot of uh, making sure records are assigned correctly. Um, and at the same time, we have to we're rethinking the way we classify records and what our sales process looks like because it needs to in- in- incorporate these other sales teams. Um, We went from working mostly with... Turnitin is mostly in uh, educational institutions. We're in about 16,000 different educational institutions throughout the world. Um, But with our acquisitions, we are now selling more to consumers, um, government, uh, certification boards. And so we need to think about how we incorporate that into our into our sales process, into our page layouts in Salesforce. Um, so that is also what we're thinking of.
1: Not much to do this year then.
0: <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs>
1: um, incredible. Susan, final question is, who in the world of sales ops would you most like to take for lunch?
0: I have an answer to that question, which is a, a great question. Uh, it's time-based though. I, Would have in, I'd say June 2020, like to have taken the uh, sales ops manager at Zoom out to lunch. They had such incredible growth and the hockey stick, and how did they, how did they scale that? How did they manage that? What did that look like? It must have been amazing.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Because I don't know if there will be many other like comparable. Journeys for a sales ops function in like such a maybe a three month period of time, Um, and it seemed like the the sales ops function like handled it. I guess we wouldn't necessarily know if it was a it was a mess, but the the revenue went up. So
0: it did appear they handled it. The revenue went up. Their Zoom still. Uh, I think their what they did around supporting schools and education was really important too for the goodwill of the company, and then.
1: Also, also the share price. and the revenue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Of course, Susan, uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing what I believe is going to be a really useful insight for someone, maybe even at the earliest stages of their sales ops career, of what it's like to do a good half decade um, or close to half decade um, in a role in a high growth uh, sales ops function. And so I think it's going to be really, really useful for useful resource for anyone listening. So Susan, thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: Thank you, Tom. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales of Demystified podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate and review And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.